Uh, hi! We're live! We're live. I'm... I'm... I'm forgetting what's happening. I am Champ Champenstein. I am Heather Hadfield. And we're Talk Comics to Me. I said my whole name you this time. You did. I did it right. It is October 14th. 15th. 14th. 15th. 15th. It is October 15th, 2020, and it is 7.05 p.m. Central Time. Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> so you might be watching this on a Monday, Tuesday. Who knows when I got this loaded up? Sorry, y'all. This is the date, just in case you want to know, of when we recorded this. And we're here to talk about our comics this week. Yeah, so if we die between now and then, this was the last thing we ever said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're watching it. And I am wearing the shirt that is in 90% of the videos that we make. I went through and screenshot every single time I'm wearing this shirt. It's so often, it's silly. It's really Uh, silly. I probably wear the same stuff every time, too. The hat, for sure, except that's a new hat. New hat, everybody. Uh, This is my usual hat. Right. Since my hair is growing out, okay. I have to keep it hidden. That's it. This, but, is, pr- this is proof of life, yeah. and we're here to talk about comics. We are going to talk about comics. So I'm going to go first. Um, so this is issue number one of a series called We Live. Um, I didn't actually add this to my poll or anything. I just randomly read it yesterday at work because I thought the cover looked really cute. And the cover also does this. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Which, that was something that really turned me on. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. So I'm going to try to simplify it. So in it's about the destruction of human civilization pretty much over the course of like 100 years, something like that. Um, it explains how, you know, humans destroyed the earth and then they slowly destroyed each other. And at the point where the story starts, human life is going extinct. So they get a letter message from an alien life force saying we've dropped these boxes onto earth uh they have bracelets in them they are for five thousand kids we will save these children we will keep your human race going but if you have to meet at this place in time there's like nine different meetups where they can meet like throughout the world and the only people who can leave are the children with the bracelets the the, okay. the bracelets um when you when you put them on the original person, they create, it's like a symbiotic relationship with that person. It's So if you like try to take it off, it no longer works. It's done. So the bracelet cannot be used again. And that kid has been taken out of the running, I guess. Okay. So the story is um, about a girl. Um, they don't really give an age, but I assume she's not too much older than her little brother because she's still very childlike. Um, she ends up finding uh, a bracelet and she gives it to her little brother, meaning that he is going to live and she will not. So she is trying to get him to one of the meeting places so that he can leave. Um, but he's very... I thought that was a little cat. Well, and that's the thing is like, um, he's very, obviously he's young, so he's very imaginative. They give him this helmet that kind of lets him see things differently because the world that they live in now is terrifying Uh very scary like um there are these creatures where if you get bit or like attacked or scratched or whatever by one of these creatures it changes you like your entire dna layout 
So the world that they live in, again, is very scary. So the mask that he is wearing, the helmet or whatever, Mm -hmm. it changes the way that he sees things. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it gives him more of like a cartoon. Dude, this sounds tight. Look as on hell. the world. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's so. This sounds so good. It's so good. Like like the art is like that. I flipped through it the other day, and mm-hmm. I like the art is really what caught me. But like now that you talk about the story, like what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's it's. But it had to have been really bad for this book. It's uh yeah no because I I thought the same thing because I had considered it briefly, but there were other like I believe Giga. Yeah. And Origins was also within that same previous, mm-hmm. and it's all kind of like the same Idea-ish. general idea, yeah. yeah, where it's like a post-apocalyptic world. But this is just different because it's, you know, it's these kids, and the fact that these aliens are like, we will save only the children, so it makes me think that there's something else, oh, there's like an ulterior yeah. motive. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to put this on my pull file. Yeah, I'm going to leave this here so you can read it, because yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah that again. sounds like something that's like straight up my alley of shit I'd like. Oh yeah, and it has like... A little explanation as to how the the sister is responsible for the brother, like how that came to be, um, how they got to where they are. And then at the end here, we all know I love like maps. Yeah. They have maps. Uh, we this, all know. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a map and it kind of explains like where they're going to be going, where where they have been. And then, you know, the, the key and stuff. But it also has this little, like, infograph that explains the importance of the bracelet. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, this this story, surprising, it surprised me. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. Especially because, like, when you're reading the past, there is a little, it, it, I mentioned to you, I got a little misty-eyed. Yeah. Because it's, the way that it's written is just, it's it's beautiful. I, I really enjoy this book. I, I recommend it, I think, as far as post-apocalyptic stories go. They nailed it. All right. So. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's And you know I love post-apocalyptic stories anyway, yeah. but, like, I think the direction that they took in there and the fact that they're following, like, two kids, one the, the brother is, like, he's so young and innocent and he just doesn't really understand what's going on, so he's kind of... I don't want to say he's a dick, but he just, he doesn't understand. Yeah. And the the girl's, like... Kind of like the kid in Sea of Stars. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And the girl, you know, she's, like, trying to protect him... When she's not that much older than him and she mm-hmm. knows that she's going to die, like she knows that she's not going to make it. So everything that she is doing relies on him. It's really Yeah, good. no, that sounds really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Damn, dude, I don't know how to follow that up, even though the book I have I is wasn't like. wasn't expecting yeah. to like go that deep into it. And like we practice names and stuff and now I'm still really nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have The Magic Fish. This is by Trunk. Trung Lee Nguyen, and this follows, um, our our main character is Tian, and he, sorry, dog tried to get on a chair, (laughs) freaked me out. Smacked his head. And he is, his parents, sorry, his parents are immigrants, and his mother is trying, well, yeah, his mother, at least at the point I'm at in this book, I'm only a few pages in, is trying to learn English, and the way that she does that is through reading stories together with Tian and some at some points he is actually reading the stories to her uh the one thing I really love about this book is I mean the art is really great but also the colors are just so so amazing um and they kind of shift through like parts of the story so when you're dealing with the main character and his mother they're in kind of like pinkish hues and it looks like later on like maybe yellow hues 
And then the like fairy tales that he's telling to his mother are in like blue, like dark blue hues. But I'm really excited to get farther into this book. I only had a chance to kind of read the beginning. Uh, this is one actually I probably will like carve out some time to read like right now because I've been, I don't know, I've been oddly like excited about this book for a few like months since I ordered it and since I heard about it because it's, it popped up on my Twitter feed quite a quite a bit and I was like well I'm interested and then when I read like read it and like what it was about I was like I don't know I'll just I just want it like I'll just get it and I I don't know there's something about it that's like really it kind of feels like home I guess is the best way to put it Mm -hmm. like with the colors and like the way it's written it just feels at it it feels like really comforting and even though i know i'm not very far into it i you know i know there's going to be other dynamics to it because it's about also you know coming out and having the words to say that so they're obviously they're vietnamese Mm -hmm. um the fairy tales that he's telling are they vietnamese stories or are they i believe like this very i know at least the very first one that he's telling like the there's one about like I don't know if it's the story that's told throughout. Once again, I am not very far. Right, right. Uh, but it is a Vietnamese story, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. I'm okay. sorry. I read this on Wednesday night pretty late. I just assumed that it was just based off of, you know, like, I don't know, the translation from Vietnamese to mm-hmm. English. I'm sure it would be easier if you were doing, like, fairy tales that you're already familiar yeah. with, that you grew up but with. But, I mean, even then, you know, like, fairy tales have... Like, different cultures kind of have the same fairy tales, right. even though they're different at There's the like same time. There's, like, twists on yeah, some of them, yeah. right? And I mean, fairy tales have to come from somewhere, right? That's true. We've got true. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I was saying, that's a whole nother fucking podcast, right? <laughs> we already have so many podcasts right now, so. <laughs> Wait. We can't even do the one. I know, I know. We get so distracted. That's why we haven't posted on Instagram in, like, a whole week. Yeah. Um, stay tuned afterwards for some news about our next podcast that we're doing. <laughs> okay, so next. we both have seven secrets. I got it right this yeah, time. Yeah, you did it. Um, this is issue number three. Do you want to go into this a little bit? Uh, so in issue one, we see Sigurd die, who is the dad of, why am I blanking on the main Casper. character? Casper. <laughs> How do I know that? I know. And I knew this all through the other podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the father of Casper, and this is kind of his, like, eulogy issue, I guess is the best way to describe this. Um... Ava gives Casper the box that Sigurd had left for him, and within that box there are gifts for all of the years that Casper has been alive. And then there's a trial for him to be the keeper or the holder? The holder. The holder, sorry. The holder of the secret and be able to, like, be with Ava. Basically be her partner and or actual son. Uh... I love him in the jacket. He yeah. looks so good in the, that jacket. The jacket thing is what really, really got me. Um, honestly, if you're not reading this comic, you're kind of missing out. Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
I didn't, yeah, I know. Everything about everything he left him is just, like, kind of perfect. Yeah. It, it shows you who Sigurd is as a character and a person, like, the gifts that he gives to Casper. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't recommend this enough. It just, I don't know the way to describe it, like, because it's just, it draws you in so quickly and you're just in love with these characters, like, immediately and you care about them, like, I was holding back tears as I was reading this issue because of just, like, certain moments of, like, the things Casper was saying and just his appreciation for, like, who Sigurd was and not understanding that he loved him but couldn't, like, show that love. And that just, fuck, dude, like, what is that? Like, And I think I, I really like how this kind of goes a little more in-depth with Car- Casper as a character because you get to see, like while he's doing these, like, trials, you get to see the kind of person that he is and the kind of person that he is, despite not being raised by his parents, Mm -hmm. he's a version of his parents. Like, you know, when it comes to, like, what's right and what's wrong and then, like, protecting people and then just how how gentle he is while still just being very reasonable about things. Yeah, I know. This is just one really, really great book. The art is really solid. The Mm -hmm. writing is phenomenal like the colors are great like Mm -hmm. i can't it's beautiful yeah i say i can't say enough good things about this book like at all i'm really into the the bad guy yeah the bad guy the bad guy's really bad he's really bad but he (laughs) i mean that looks like me in high school dude that just i knew that was something you would like i'm like like, looking at that dude's like yeah no heather's gonna like this dude i don't know i yeah come come on (laughs) yeah you have a type. I do. I do have a type. It's like red Just, hair or like black and emo. There is no in between. <laughs> it's one or the other, always. You're not you're not wrong. I know. I hate that you're right on that. <laughs> That's how it's always been. We've been doing this long enough now. Yeah. I mean we've we've hit this point where we've like hit our stride of friendship and podcasting you're like there's a redhead we gotta hide him quick otherwise heather's gonna get attached what if there was a book with a redhead and an emo and they were both bad guys but they were fighting each other which person would i well cheer on i mean are they anti-heroes or are they just both like pieces of shit uh both all right well you'll just have to write this story we'll see what happens okay that's my my next podcast. <laughs> That's, a story is not a podcast. Oh, I'm going to make it a podcast. Have you ever heard lore? Uh, yeah. No, I, I guess there are story podcasts. Mm-hmm. And okay. I listened to one of them. Um, this is <laughs> Atlantis Wasn't Built for Tourists. This is issue number two. Um, this follows the main character, and I, I cannot remember his name. Joe, I think it is. Let's call him Joe. I'll just call him Lucas. <laughs> His name's Lucas. So in the in the first issue, Lucas is on a kind of walkabout uh, from point A to point B. And while he's there, he passes through the small town of Atlantis. He gets run off the road by someone who's either like trying to leave or coming back, which she's not supposed to do. There's a curfew in this town because there's monsters. So you find out that Lucas is also a monster, but he's not 
the same kind of monsters that live here. So in this issue, the sheriff is like, look, dude, you have to leave. We were nice to you long enough. You need to get out of here because you're causing trouble. Are they friendly monsters? I don't know why I've, for this whole time, I've just imagined like friendly, like Monster Inc. monsters. Um, Not to that extent. <laughs> I think they're more tolerated than anything, which okay. is why they're like not allowed. Like there's a curfew and it's because the monsters are vampires. So I think that has like something okay. to do with it. Um, I don't know why my brain was like, yeah, they're just monster ink. Like, and you know, there's like Sully and Mike in here, and it's, it's that's just honestly a, what I was like. I'm at right now too. I'm just like, yeah, they're nice monsters. Um, but Lucas is a monster too, and he is not as agreeable as the vampires in Atlantis. So he kind of makes a deal with the sheriff, like, hey, let me stay a little bit longer, and I'll take care of your problem for you. Mm-hmm. And then shit goes sideways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I still enjoy this, especially because I'm not exactly sure what kind of monster Lucas is supposed to be. I just think it's a really, like, fun monster story. Like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's it's just, it kind of is. Um, but I enjoy, right. the, I enjoy the colors in it a lot because they're really, like, dull. Yeah. And, like, muted and stuff. Um, and I'm just curious to see how fucking Lucas became a monster and, like, why he's there to begin with. And the cops are bad, so go figure. Surprise! Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Atlantis wasn't built for tourists. This is a scout comic, and I've been enjoying a lot of scout books recently. Yeah, I got a few scout books coming no, I'm so because excited you. for you. I, I don't know. You are usually the person who streams more outside of independent books. Like, I yeah, I try to, but I mean, for the most part, I'm too scared. I know, I'm too scared. Because I mean, with like the smaller, really small labels, that is a thing that I constantly come across. Is like when they're bad, they're really bad. There's no justifying like getting them, mm-hmm. but. Sometimes there are some hidden gems, and I notice that Scout has a lot of hidden gems. Yeah. So, I, I I will take that risk. Yeah, and I mean, I I like I said I have ordered a few Scout number ones now off the like last couple of previews. So yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I hope you weren't disappointed. I don't. I don't need another drink. I need to go potty. <laughs> is what I need to do. I will be right back. I didn't right. go before we recorded. Okay, so as Heather is using the restroom, I. <laughs> the facilities. I will talk about Bleed Them Dry, which is a vault book, and I will read the back of it since Heather is gone and I have no one to talk to. Uh, the City of Asylum Demands Blood. Toyo Yamamoto and Detective Harper Holloway have been separated with Harper exposed as a traitor and Toyo missing. The sadistic at- detective Atticus Black has claimed victory. Our divided immortals will have to reckon with the past, present, and future before reuniting. Uh, I've actually really been enjoying this book. I didn't know how I'd feel, like, after the first issue, but now that I've gotten this far and the story has, like, built itself up, it's really, really enjoyable. I think I want to go back and read the last few issues just because I do enjoy it so much, and I think that if I read it as a whole, uh, maybe waiting until, like, the fifth or sixth issue, like, when the first arc is done, I'll get it a little bit better. But I just really like how this particular issue starts because it starts with um Holloway talking with her ex-girlfriend in her apartment as she's like one of the most wanted people in the city and her ex-girlfriend is like hey 
you need to tell me what's going on or I'm going to call the police because you should not be here. Like, you're going to get me killed. And Holloway's like, you're not going to believe me. And her girlfriend's like, well, you need to tell me. Otherwise, I am going to be very pissed. And so she tells her the truth of, like, what's been happening, how Atticus Black is the bad guy, how she's been turned into a vampire, all of these layers of this story, because there are a lot of layers. (laughs) And her girlfriend's like, her ex-girlfriend's like, no, I don't believe you. And I gotta call the cops. And she, like, turns, like, vampire and is like, I'm gonna kill you! Love that. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's that issue. There's a lot more to it, because there's also a group of people who used to work together to rid the world of bad things that are coming together to try to get rid of Holloway and Yamamoto or Toyo. Toyo Yamamoto. Toyo Yamamoto. Okay. So yeah, no, it's uh like I said, you were in the restroom, but I don't know if you heard me. I, I, trying, I tried to but I was my trying to pee was really loud. Okay, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> Uh, I probably won't, but, uh, I was saying that, like, within the first few issues, first couple issues, I was iffy, but, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I really dig this book. I know the last one you said you you were kind of surprised at how much you were enjoying it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's also because it's just, like, it's a vampire story, and there's, like, I don't know, weird cop shit involved, Mm -hmm. because once again, cops are bad. bad. (laughs) Never saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, if I've watched enough horror movies and everything, anything that's fiction in general, cops are, cops are bad. Except Officer Dewey. Uh, Officer Dewey is probably, uh, no, wait, yeah, no, I would still, he's just too dumb to be a cop. He would probably shoot somebody on accident. That's true. Yes. I agree. So, yeah. Anyway, cops are bad. Ready to talk about this book? That's, yeah, that's what we're getting at here. Um, so now we're doing this next one. Uh, I don't think either one of us actually have anything to say about this. Uh, this is Rorschach. This is issue number one. I actually added this to my poll, so we'll we'll see. Um, that was one of those books that I I read it with no previous knowledge other than Jackie Earl Ray. Is that his name in the movie? Mm-hmm. Who, oh, yeah, yeah. Who plays him? I really like him as an actor. That's the only okay. thing I know about Rorschach. Um, so I read it, and it, I I don't think I understood anything that was going on. I think I literally just read it and was just, it was gone immediately. Like, it was like writing down an essay and then burning it. That's what it was for me. Yeah. And I mean, I've read Watchmen on more than one occasion, and maybe I just need to go back and read Watchmen again. I don't got time for that. God. I, <laughs> I never had time for it. That's why I've never read it. So fucking dense. Um, it's really gr- It's Watchmen's also another, another podcast for another time. Number three. We're coming <laughs> in. <laughs> we're coming in now. Uh, yeah, I also had very little opinions about this, like, book at all, and I don't know if it's just because it was kind of just, like, introductory, and there wasn't a lot to it besides kind of setting up the story. hmm I did, there was one thing that I really enjoyed about it, and I think it, it, it was the art. I would say the art is great. Yeah, like, let's, to be honest. Let's, out of all of the good things about this, let, I love Tom King for nothing else 
besides him being able to work with the best artists in the biz. Mm -hmm. I think, um, because they said in here it was the year 2020. Okay. I, I must have blocked that out of my brain. I can't remember where, but I do remember saying, seeing that somewhere and being like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, I do remember that because isn't it like at the, it's like towards the end. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, they say the date or whatever. Um, because it's like anything can happen in 2020. Yeah. So I did, I did like that a lot because the art makes it look like a, a 70s. Like, yeah, no, I also had no idea. What yeah, I, he never left it over 1974, so we know it's not the 70s. But I did like that about the art a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool because when I started this, I was like, oh, God, it's another 1970s detective story. And they were like, no, it is 2020. And I was uh, shocked. The fact that he still has a... Beeper. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A beeper? That okay. is a beeper. And I was like, it sounds too easy. That, sh- that can't be what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've read a lot of Tom King, and I just feel like maybe he just needs a break. Or maybe he just needs original characters to do himself and just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he just boxed himself in and just, like, kind of keeps himself there, which... Yeah, my thing is it's he is now just writing the same story. Just like I said to you, yeah. like they're just murder mysteries the entire time, which is fine because he's good at that, but I'm like I I want more because I know he can do more. I know that he he is a very talented writer. I just wish that he would expand a little bit more. Yeah. It's like there's a block here, but he's like, "Well, I can still like bring out these stories." And it's mm-hmm. like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't." Oh no, I feel bad. Did I make it up? I swear. No, it it's something in, about the twenties. Definitely, in it's definitely in there. I'll well, have I'll have to find it later. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, as someone who has no previous knowledge or information on Rorschach, I just read it because it was Tom King. I just maybe maybe there will be more to it, but I I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you'll have my issues. You can read them. Yeah. It's just, like, one of those things I'll, you know, I hate read so much. Yeah. Like, this is Strange Adventures. <laughs> I- <laughs> issue number six. I, I, I enjoy this story. Not as much as I had hoped to, but I think that, especially, I, I like the back and forth pacing yeah, of I, it. The dynamic between Mr. Terrific and uh, Aaliyah mm-hmm. uh, is really, like, entertaining because it's kind of jab for jab. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, the story, like, feels like it lacks substance. It's just, like, I think I know what's going on. I just, I think what I'd mentioned to you is, like, the conversation between them. And I think the reason I like it so much is because she is used to manipulating stupid people. She thinks that she's smarter than everyone. Mm-hmm. And he finally is just like, I know what you're doing. And I like that. Yeah, no, I I think that, like, stresses her out because she's like, well, how much more can I get away with? Like, what can I say to, like, throw Mm -hmm. him off? And he just, he knows because he's fucking smart. Yeah, I do like, I do like Mr. Terrific. And it does make me just kind of want, like, a book with him where I can have a different writer who Mm -hmm. I feel like can, like, expand on it a little bit more. True. Because it's like, oh, yeah, no, I think I could could dig this character and, Mm -hmm. like, what they do. But... I don't know, because I also read uh, The Terrifics, 
which mm-hmm. Mr. Terrific is in. Right. And I did not really like, like, those first couple issues. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no previous knowledge of him either. So, I mean, what I'm reading here is, like, the extent of what I know mm-hmm. about him. And I don't know. I, I would like more. I would, I would like a different uh, take or perspective. I think that would be nice. Yeah. But, I mean, again, the one redeeming quality about this whole story is just the art. Like, the, the artists that they have on them. My God. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it both is, of them. I would say, yeah, both of them. And it's like, they're going hard. Mm-hmm. Like, just so hard. They're like, you know what? I'm going to make the best book we can make and collaboratively. And it looks just gorgeous. The fact that, like... I don't know, the setup of it, again, like, the past and the future, or the the past and the mm-hmm. present, like, the fact that they have, like, two separate artists on those, and it's consistent the entire time is so good. Because yeah. I'll be I'll be reading it, and I'm like, oh, this is the present, damn, this looks good, and then I go to the past, and I'm like, damn, this looks good! Yeah, it's no, just it's so good. Good all the way yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does just make me wish the story was just, like, a little more, like... Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, it could have just been done in, like, six issues. I I agree, I think. Or eight. Yeah. Like, it, I don't feel I guess like we'll it... see as it, like, continues. But, it, like I said, I just feel like I get what's happening. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay. Because, I mean, he is also one of those writers, like, that kind of throws you in and doesn't give you too much. Gives you a little bit at a time until it gets to the end. And then he just, like, lays it on you, which is which is fine. But I feel like, again, for this kind of story, like a murder mystery, we don't really need that. We get it. Yeah. We understand it's, it's a murder mystery. It's going to be like another Heroes in Crisis situation. and I've figured, Which was a true crisis. <laughs> and I, I figured it out, like, three issues in. Yeah. And then I was like... And I we think, had to deal with all the, the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, and I had to deal with all the rest of it. And then I was like, well, dude, I, I figured this yeah. out. I did this work and that was only nine issues was it yeah oh geez yeah <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm saying like it felt way more than yeah nine issues. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was only nine because i i, I feel like it that, was nine and then the, just like the a couple extra side yeah, stories yeah. yeah yeah anyway okay we're sorry next <laughs> um so i have this cute little book it's called sick tats um it is a flash quarantine So at the beginning of uh, the COVID outbreak here in America and everyone was quarantined, staying at home, everything was shut down. Doing the right thing. If you're going out, you go to hell, motherfuckers. Yeah, if you're going out, just don't bother existing in my life. It's stupid. It's unsafe. You're being careless, irresponsible, selfish, whatever. Anyway... Um, a group of artists here, I'm not sure how many there are, maybe like 20, 20? Yeah. 25. Um, they all submitted flash pages of their, their art for this uh, zine. And it's just, you know, an art book, but it's just different styles of art. Some of them are themed for quarantine. Um, some of them are like, you know, stay at home tattoos. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, it, I just randomly got this <laughs> because backwards. they they didn't. <laughs> guess you can't. Like that? Nope, it's still, still didn't it's work. Gonna, it's still going gonna, gonna to be backwards forever because the. Oh, right, right. It's mirrored image. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, a book of artwork that people did when they were quarantined, stuck at home. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I like the fact that it's themed while also, yeah, not being, like, themed at all 
I just, I really like art is basically it. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Where did it just go? <laughs> yeah, I love it's, it. It's uh, a, it's fantastic. It's put out through a little company called Silver Sprocket. Um, and Silver Sprocket puts out a lot of really, really good little like zines or mm-hmm. like little comic books. I've been getting a lot of Silver Sprocket books. Um, Oops. That Radlands book I got was Silver Sprocket. Oh, okay. um, that magic, the the magical girl. Like the the murder girl one, the one that was kind of like Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. But she murdered people. Right, right. Uh, I can't think of what that's called. I just ordered those two for my little sister. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and then the toot. Oh, oh my god! Can I just get one of these as a tattoo? Is Absolutely. that a thing we can do? Absolutely. <laughs> the, off the scar page. <laughs> Rude champ. Uh. And then the Marie and the Worrywart one. Oh, yeah. Marie and the Worry. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep, yep, also yep. Silver Sprocket. So, yeah. A lot of really solid books from Silver Sprocket. Yeah. So, you can um, obviously order this through the Silver Sprocket like, website, I mm-hmm. assume, mm-hmm. or your local comic shop. It's only $10, and I feel like for the uh, quality of the art that's in it and, and how the, many artists there are in And the pages are look, like, nice. Like, it's a yeah. sturdy-looking yeah. sturdy zine. Yeah, it's a fantastic little zine. I am glad that I, on impulse, decided to order this because... I'm a little jealous. I, I decided I love it. it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even... I Honestly, this isn't something I would normally get. Yeah. Like, no, that's when I saw it. I was like, did I get this? Because I remember, like... Fully thinking it out and almost having it written down and being like, or because it was, we're now on. I'm also just like, there's so many yeah. of these where I'm like, yeah, I get all of these tattooed on my body. Yeah. I, I Everything on this page, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like that. This is, looks like Megatron. Oh my God, it does. Uh, okay. You so gotta yeah. put that away. Um, yeah. Silver Sprocket. This is Sick Tats. So. I think if you like art, you will enjoy that quite a bit, and I recommend it because there's no words. Well, no reading. There are words. You just don't have to read. Anyway. All right. So now we have A Once in Future. This is issue number 12, and I think this finishes out the story arc. Uh-huh. Uh, holy shit. This, it's beautiful. This book is so good. Yeah. Um, I love this book. Watching Duncan come out of the water... My redheaded angel with his ripped sleeves, like stomach and chest hanging out. You know, I was like into it. I was just really <laughs> loving the first page where Grendel's mother. Oh yeah, was busting through the the wall and accidentally kills the taxi driver and kind of makes Duncan feel the like hurt of what it's like to lose somebody on accident. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, yeah, this is once again. One of the best books, like, running right now. Um, yeah. I could go on forever about how much I love this, but I will not. Um, I will just say that if you're not reading it, what is wrong with you? Uh, Idiot. It's just, it's a really solid, like, well-rounded story, and it's not, like, too, like, I know, I say this every time because I I just want to, like, emphasize, like, I know Kieran can be heady, Mm -hmm. and this has, like, a really heady premise, but it's very approachable. Oh, yeah, and it's it's done in, um, 
so if you even if you're just like vaguely familiar with the stories that are told it's not confusing at all which i i really enjoyed because i am very familiar with these stories i love these stories but like my roommate dj for example he was not familiar with them but when he was reading it he understood exactly what was going on Mm -hmm. like the way that they're retold or the uh different style that the stories are told in are very approachable yeah no for sure for sure uh, so the second trade probably should be here. I'm going to flip to my phone real fast. I'll let you know when it's coming out. It because... should be very soon. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of pieces moving right now. Um, some new introductions. Uh, I'm just, I'm very excited to see what story comes in next. Very excited. Okay. So the second trade comes out November 11th. First trade's already out. Go grab both, dog. No reason not to. Dan Mora Art. You know I love that. Yeah. Mora Art. Tamara Bonvillain. Is it Bonvillain? Yeah. I, I always say Bonvillain because I, I know. think it's great. I, I, I always <laughs> pronounce it wrong too, but I'm pretty sure it's Tamara Bonvillain. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Colors. Beautiful. Kieran Gillen. Magnificent as always. Yeah, no, this is a just super good story. And it looks so good. I've loved the last two issues because there's, oh my God, I'm going to sound like you. There's lots of blood. But it's done in like just such a really brutal graphic way. And just so like, this is also an action book. (laughs) Like there's so much action going. And you can tell by like how this particular issue is set up. Because of the pause and then the continuance of the story. Anyway, yeah, definitely grab this thing. That was, like, my favorite part. I'm just, yeah. I really did love the pause. It was just like, all right, the book's over. But you yeah. know it, but you know it's not, and you're like, oh, yeah, I get that little, it's like after credits. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, because like, <laughs> the first story arc in yeah. too, yeah. I it's, love uh, I love some after credits. It's, it's beautiful. I'm excited. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite stories. Yeah, I just love it so much. Yeah, we accidentally have done that a lot. This. Mm. Okay, are you ready? I suppose. Okay, so we have uh, Willow. This is issue number four. If you tuned in last week, you'll know that we were confused by the way that Buffy was set up. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is Willow discovering that the town that she is staying in as a guest in or whatever is not quite what it seems which has been the running theme throughout the last few issues um but you get confirmation from another person who is Mm -hmm. there that this town is just a little wonky but it's also like about her like really accepting and diving deep into the the town itself too Mm -hmm. and being accepted Mm -hmm. for like who she is not just like as a witch but as like a lesbian too because multiple people there you know (laughs) i wasn't ready for you to say lesbian i guess (laughs) i could tell i uh did i word that wrong no you said lesbian just fine and you were like oh god (laughs) she is she's a lesbian um but yeah um I mean, I, I, I still find this quite enjoyable, but be, again, because of, like, Buffy last week, I'm confused as to how this could end. Yeah, no, I think, and I think that's the problem, is because I, I feel the same way. I'm just like, well, how, what happens? And that's why it makes me, like, question what happened in the, that Buffy issue, because I'm like, is, was that actually real? Because it seems real. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, 
I I don't know. And I, I really think that might have just, honestly, like we said last week, just been a COVID problem. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, like, the issues come out soon and we can just figure that right. out. Well, and the next Buffy issue is going to come out before Willow, the last wi- Willow, which is what's confusing to me. I just, I don't know. I feel like they should have finished Willow first. But again, COVID, shit's been wild this year. So whatever. Want me to go? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to talk too much about this because Champ has not read it yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is Lost Soldiers. This is issue number three of five. Um, If you have not read this, uh, I I personally would recommend it. I love um, Aleska. I think that the the writing is fantastic. Uh, Luca Casa Sorry, Casa Languida, I believe, is the artist. Don't make that face. I think. <laughs> okay, I don't have headphones on, but this was the face I made. That's the face. Um, so this follows up from the previous issue. The two main characters who were in the the war together, several years down the line, they are part of like a mercenary group. Um, this follows them being betrayed again like they had been in the war or whatever and shit gets wild people get killed the the i wish i could remember their names but like it had been so long since the previous issue Mm -hmm. because this actually came out what two weeks ago yeah um but yeah um it's you know the, the the main character who you've been following the whole time he's the one that's kind of having the issues with adjusting to the real world um and now since you know his family has left him this is all that he has left and because things went wrong he's struggling to find his way and uh, uh being a part of this like mercenary group has given him direction has has given him hope and because of everything that goes wrong he no longer has that and he cannot accept it so with the loss of his partner, not by death, just no longer partners, he is in it alone again, okay. and he refuses to quit. So that's where it's going. I, I really liked that issue um, because it was just, it was like reading or like watching an action movie, mm-hmm. like especially, you know, like the shootouts, like everything that's happening yeah. it's just yeah it, it's really really good i really love this story Plus the colors themselves mm-hmm. yeah yeah um the narration in it i think is what i love the most um and i can't even really explain it it's just as you're reading it it's just done really well all right that makes I, me very yeah. excited yeah i still i i really love this you know how much i love my war movies and mm-hmm. stuff so it's perfect especially because it's like it's a war story but it doesn't take place during the war yeah like you get they they, they give you those glimpses yeah you get like flashes of it and stuff to like kind of set up where they are and like where they're going and stuff but it doesn't it's not focused on that Mm -hmm. which i like i think it's cool all right so now well I made Heather read this. And I read it. Because there's not very many words. Uh, it is Dracula motherfucker. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. This is... I, I knew I was going to enjoy this because this book just is right up my alley of things. It's Dracula, some 1970s like horror type like exploitation film. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh yeah, no, I will enjoy it. Also, 
still smells like new hair. I know. I kept doing that when I was reading it. Like, <laughs> I was like... I, I made Chris, like, when I opened it, because, you know, it, it was wrapped in plastic so Ooh, beautifully. Was it? Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I opened it, and it just just smelled like new ink, and it's just so, so good. We love the smell of new Ooh, ink. New ink is so great. Um, So this is kind of just a retelling of Dracula in the 1970s. Basically, the brides are trying to take down Dracula no matter what. They take him. Just, you just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was um, good. That was good. Um, they nail him to the cof- the bottom of his coffin in the like what eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and then in the nineteen seventies he is released. He tries to sire new people and. His brides just aren't pleased. Yeah, his brides are not down with that. And then there's also a other another character, uh, Jonathan Harker type character, but his name is Quincy. Quincy Harker. Q. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just uh, the colors. Mm-hmm. The colors are the thing that like, the art is amazing. The story is really great. But the colors really, really set the tone for this book as a whole. It's, I can't open it without. You money. know, I'm a sucker for um, <laughs> narration. We're just getting high off um, this book. I did really like the narration in here because it was Dracula. Like, that was how he communicated and that was how, you know, he was talking was like, because it took me a while. There was like one page in particular that the way that it was done, I just loved so much because in the notes, you know, the artist was talking about how they were doing like full page spreads instead of like panel layouts. And the way, and the reason they did that was really, really cool too. Mm-hmm. Where is it? This one. How dare you? How dare you, you worthless females? females. Yeah. yeah. Ungrateful. Yeah. I just loved it. This was my favorite page. I just it was wish because of that. I just wish I could have like. I, it makes me want to rip my book. I know. Well, and that's what, when I was reading it, I was like, what does that say? Because I couldn't see the F and I was like, Amale. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like breaking the spine yeah. of the book. So I was like, what does this say? But I am going to, I am going to pick up that uh, alter, alternate cover, the slip cover from Escape Pod. Okay. Um, and I mean, you should check on the artist's like website, see if they have prints from it too. Like I posters. mean, uh, Erica has a a threadless okay one of those like type pages and her art is amazing yeah and every single thing she puts on her threadless is brilliant and she's very into like the same sort of like niche things i am because she has like an arnold schwarzenegger commando shirt on there so <laughs> you love arnold so you can only know that like i obsessively follow erica and that's like part of the reason i got this book makes sense i feel that because i was just like oh yeah like this yeah this is great and i i can't complain this has been like one of the best books it's like me with Dan Moore. I was reading fucking Santa Claus shit because I'm so into his art. <laughs> like, I don't care about Santa Claus. I don't even like Santa Claus, but Dan Moore draws it. Yeah, she's I'm the, in. she's the same artist who does who did uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, and okay. Did the Assassin? Not the Assassination. 
Yeah, assassination. Yeah, assassination. Yes. Assassination. Assassination. (laughs) I know that. Uh, Okay, so now we have Vampire Masquerade. This is Winter's Teeth. This is issue number three. What you got? Um, It's just following our main character, Cecily, and her little progeny as they try to solve um, murders. A particular one. Um, and on the flip side, there is another group of vampires who are just up to no good. And their stories are going to obviously intertwine because it has something to do with each other. But what I was telling you was I liked this half of the story Mm -hmm. because I really enjoyed following King. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought his story was really interesting and I don't know. Um, I still, I, I enjoy this story quite a bit. Um, I was, again, pretty confused when I started reading it because I couldn't remember what had happened, like, mm-hmm. in the previous issue that was leading up to this. But I think, like, once I was reading it and getting into it... Um, you kind of get a feel for what's going on. Yeah. And it, and it goes more into depth with um, Allie. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, you know, a newly turned vampire, and all vampires have, like, a, a one specific trait or ability or power or whatever that they are able to do better than everyone else. Um, Cecily's is she is very strong. And they're, they just, or try to discover yeah. what Allie's is. Um, and it has, you know, there's a, there's a battle in there with some, some bad vampires. And, I don't know, more, more of her personality is explained in this because mm-hmm. you get to know more about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I feel like, I think this is, like, at that point in, like, most stories, like, that three issue where you're just, like, okay, grasping mm-hmm. at, like, what's get going on. Yeah, and I I, I think it's, like, a little bit mid-ground right now. I really, I enjoy the art for it, and I do like the story, Yeah, no, but I it's think just... I like the art quite a bit. Yeah. And I, I think when I was reading this issue, that's what I liked the most, mm-hmm. was the art. Yeah. Same. Um, and I, I mean, I despite the fact that it is pretty confusing, I do like the fact that they are telling two separate stories and they are going to be part of I, the same. I also like that they're separate writers on both stories, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting story. And I'd say if you like vampire stories, you'll enjoy yeah. it. Have had a few vampires this week. Just a couple. Yeah. 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 Is that all I had, too? Just a couple? I, I think I had more vampires than you this week, which is weird. But I read it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to run away one more time. Okay, so I'm, I don't have much to say about this anyway. Um, so this is new. This is Swamp Thing uh, Twin Branches by Maggie Stiefvater, and the art is Morgan Beam. Uh, this is one of the DC graphic novels for young adults. I am not very far into this, so I'm not quite sure how the story is going to pan out, but it is, it follows the story of two twins named Alex, Alec and Walker Holland. Um, they are completely different people. One of them's very quiet and reserved while the other one is very loud, boisterous, loves women, that kind of thing. So it follows them during their last summer before college. And again, I'm not very far into this. Um, I'm not quite sure what's happening but there is i don't know something about this art i don't even know i love morgan beam the only other art that i've seen her do is in that story the buffy 
Chosen Ones, I believe. I, I, I think that's the issue. It was uh, just a one-shot that had like three different stories in it, but she did the art in that one. Um, so the art and colors in this are just beautiful, fantastic. Um, and if you are not familiar with Maggie Stiefvater, I don't know how to say her name. I'm so sorry. Uh, she wrote the, the story, The Raven Boys, which was a series that I had liked when I was a little younger. <clears throat> Young adult, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, it's just uh, their own take on a origin story of Swamp Thing. So we'll see when I get there. <laughs> but I've been enjoying it so far. I'm only like maybe 10 pages in. Because it is one of those, like, dis despite how few words there are, there's so much else to look at mm -hmm. because the art is just, it's beautiful. I love it. All right. So we have Red Mother. This is issue number nine. This follows Daisy uh, saving her friend from an attack in the chapel. Uh, in the previous issue, some stuff happened with Ian, who is the man that she was banging. Um, and that goes more into depth here in this issue, although it's never really explained. It just kind of goes deeper mm -hmm. into, like, what happened to him. Still don't know. Um, can we talk about this art? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because you, you know you, I love I it. I would say, you know, I know you love the Danny Lucard art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This, like, it's just kind of, like, uh, the middle of the story, like, a filler, not a filler issue, but, like, a building what's happening mm -hmm. issue as a whole... And it makes me very intrigued. The face. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of my favorite parts. Yeah. She like kicks the door open and is like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, j I didn't, I don't know what came over <laughs> me. I just thought we'd had to open this door. Yeah. I just, I'm intrigued mm -hmm. right now, like where it's going because I don't, I thought her friend was a bad person. Was a bad guy. Yeah. No, I thought that too. And I also, um, her boss, I don't know why I can't remember his name either. Leland. Um, he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah. And that's, that's also what I'm like trying to figure out is because he's like being deliberately facetious. Not. Or is that a red herring? Mm. He, you know, those exist in horror movies. I know. I know. I know. It's like reading a horror movie. I know. Um, but I am excited to see what, where he comes into play and how her friend comes into play also. And how this is just evolving because it's such little steps mm -hmm. throughout it. But again, like we had said in the previous issue, like it's never really boring no. because there is so much going on and you're just, you're like the boxes, the puzzle boxes she's putting together. You only get little pieces at a time. So. Yeah. And you know, it's going to have an ending. Like, you know, it has to like conclude in some way, but I think it's more so like figuring out like the pieces. Yeah. Of the puzzle yeah. that we're, we're being given. Yeah. It's very to, exciting. Yeah. To know like what's actually happening. I, I'm glad that I picked this book up. Um, I've been enjoying it since the beginning and you know, yeah. Danny Luker, I, I will read anything if it has his art in it, but unlike the last story that I read where he did all the art in it, like this is still continuously solid. Yeah. solid. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. There's never like, even the, the filler issues, like, like this one again, not really a filler, but just kind it's of just like giving you the pe like once again, the pieces, it's yeah. like, here's a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still 
so interested with everything that they give because it's very slow moving, but it's just it's built in such a way mm-hmm. that it's it's very interesting still. Yeah, so. agreed. Good job, agreed. guys. We love it. Yep. Um, okay, so I have not. Oh, damn, that's a good picture. So I have not actually read this yet. Um, this originally I got as a gift for my little sister for Christmas. Mickey, don't look. <laughs> she never watches this anyway, so I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, Just tag her. She'll watch it this okay. time. Well, it's funny. I actually sent it to her to see if she had it or not. And she's like, is that a Christmas gift? And I said, no. Do you know about this? <laughs> um, so this is the complete collection of The Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, again, I got this as a gift, but I, I am actually going to read it because I enjoy... Because it doesn't smell like new ink, and she won't know. It smells, it smells kind of new. Just not like Dracula. <laughs> um, this week, we'll just get high on books for you. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I am going to read this, and I will uh, give you a full review and a grading. A plus on the smell, that's for sure. Um, as soon as I get it read. So if you have read this before... Let me know what you think, because uh, aside from the few things that I've seen him in recently, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I've, I have not read much of Bucky. Yeah. All right. I was like, wait, where are all <laughs> That's <we're> different. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to pull this up right now. We both have this. Uh, this is the Ex of Swords, this, uh, the official handbook. This is so cool. I have not, neither of us have actually yeah. read it yet. But so it, we don't know if it's cool, but we're making that assumption. Well, I flipped through it and I saw I mean, what they yeah. had. It, um, it's like a book. Yeah. But it goes into depth with, I, I assume what it is, is the characters that are going to be fighting with the yeah, swords. Yeah, and, well, and it's like the history of, like, so there's the history of Apocalypse and, mm-hmm. like, his story. There's the history of Sword in here. It just, like history of like captain britain so yeah it's just like going in depth into all of the people you're going to be seeing what they're doing also in depth into the island yeah which i was very excited about um there are there's there's a lot of reading in here a lot of information that i don't know if it's like crucial i'm gonna have to get out my like school highlighter <laughs> yeah no i was thinking that same thing but it also goes after, goes after, it goes on about a few characters that were in, like, House and Powers that we necessarily haven't seen yet within mm-hmm. this new story. Um, but yeah, no, it is each person, I assume, that's going to be fighting with their swords. I think this is the only time I've ever wanted a handbook for, like, a, a, a event. Yeah, um, I, I am and very I think- pleased with this. I didn't originally even like order this i just oh my god we only have uh, two minutes left i'll have to make two two videos okay one one just about exoswords uh but the back of this does say the dawn of x continues with this all-new official handbook of the marvel universe collection covering the mutants of krakoa just in time for the exoswords crossover event these profiles will bring you up to speed on some of the main movers and shakers from mutant from the mutant nation yeah, so maybe there's more? There will be more of these? Possibly. No, I wouldn't. Is there? Okay. Well, are we going to waste this last one minute of our time on Yeah, I think, I think that means that there is going to be more of these because the Dawn of X continues with this all-new official handbook. And this goes over Apocalypse, Captain Britain, Captain Britain. So Brian Braddock, Elizabeth Braddock, Cypher, Gloriana, Gorgon, Krakoa, Moriad, McTaggart, Magic, Wolverine, 
And just and X-Men Men. in general. Uh, and Brew also. Yeah. I forgot Brew. So, my bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that would be cool if they did put out multiple of these, not just for, like, X of Swords, but just, like, X-Men in general. Yeah, I mean, just because there's so much X- X-Men lore, and they do explore so many X-Men within Dawn of X and mm-hmm. House and Powers mm-hmm. and even X of Swords, you're introduced to so many mutants you might not know, and that shit can be a little daunting. Mm-hmm. A little... And if you're not like us who just, like, don't care and just going to yeah, do a podcast like, regardless. There's only a handful of, like, X-Men that I've always been, like, interested in. So all the other ones just kind of fall by the wayside. But it would be cool to know more about them. Okay, hi. We are back. Sorry, we have been talking for too long. We got cut off and my phone's dying. So we are different. Uh, and lastly, <laughs> we just have three X of Swords books. X is going to give it to you. Uh, first, we have Hellions. This is issue number five, but part six of 22 of X of Swords. Wait. Oh, Cable number five. Okay, I was like, wait, I thought Cable was part five. <clears throat> just yeah. kidding, just kidding. Yeah. This is so confusing. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers, a lot of titles. It's a confusing thing. Uh, but yes. Hellions is the first part of the next part of X of Swords. This is Sinister proposing this idea that the Hellions go undercover and try to steal the swords from a caro. A rackle. A rackle. A crackle. Crackle. A crackle. A crackle and pop. A rackle. Yes. Um, <laughs> this also... So this picks up, obviously, where the last ones had, where Apocalypse has, you know, been mortally wounded, um... Rockslide was killed, brought back, not quite the same. And what is his not like his actual name? Empath. Yeah, Empath. He was yeah he was brought back, but he was uh, regenerated for at like a different time. So he's not he doesn't remember what had happened, and they don't know if he is okay still. So they go in. To where they are with the knowledge that if they do die, they will either not be brought back at all, like it's a mm-hmm. final death, or if they do get brought back, they're not going to be right. So it's essentially if they fail, it's a death sentence. I say, yeah, it's a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting just because it does not seem like it's going to go that well. No, of course not. No. I, I agree. I don't I don't think it's going to... Because the thing is, in theory, it's a good idea. But you obviously know, based off of how Satyrn has been working, that she is aware of everything that is going mm-hmm. on. So, no good outcome. I personally don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, which is, like, oddly scary for all of these characters. Where I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I really like you. And I don't want to see you just, like... Mm-hmm. murdered because Sinister was like, well, what if we did this? And it does seem really silly that, yeah, it, it does seem like a really bad idea, but the fact that, like, they all agreed to it knowing that, like, I think it, I think it was that idea that there was, like, an alternate, like, like, they could make an alternate outcome of yeah. it. Like, it was more so, like, if we can protect everybody more so as a whole, like, and don't have to win or lose. We can just make them forfeit. Like, this is for the best. But I don't... 
don't know. It just seems, yeah, it just seems like a... It's too risky. Yeah, yeah, too risky, and especially for just su- not thinking it through all And the especially way. for such, like, a green kind of team, you know? Right. They are new. They're yeah. only, what, five issues in? Yeah. They're only five issues in, and they just have, like, you know, fresh bodies, too. Right, yeah, so... I don't know. It just, it seems very foolish. Yeah. Agreed. All right. And next. I can't believe that the Quiet Council was like, yeah, okay, you know, like, majority rules, you, you're going to have to do it. That's, that seemed so wild to me. I don't know. I think it was also that the fact that they were just like, yeah, sure, Sinister, your idea sounds like, uh, I did like the fact that they were like, you should probably go to. Right. Uh, so then next... New Mutants. We have New Mutants, issue number 13. This is part 7 of 22. And this is all about Doug. And how Doug speaks to Krakoa. Mm -hmm. And how Krakoa doesn't want him to leave and go and do this event because he's He's the the only way that he can, Krakoa can speak. Yeah, literally the only way and. You know, Doug is not as skilled as other people who will be fighting in this tournament. And that, again, does not, the outcome does not look good. Yeah, it does not bode well. Mm -mm. Uh, Magic is also trying to teach him how to fight during this whole entire issue. And I feel like he does learn because he wants to be able to succeed, but... Yeah, I do. I really like that about him, too, where he, like, knows that it's not going to come out good, but he wants to do the best that he can because he wants to do good. Well, and I it, I think it's for his friends. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody. It's for the greater good. And I think there's something that's relatable in that way. Like, if you're somebody who has, like, a, I don't know, I guess a good heart. Yeah. Uh, He's a very sweet boy. Yeah, you're just like, you want to do the best for your community, even if that means, like, risking everything to yourself. And, I don't know, I think that's, like, you know, Krakoa wants him to see that, like, he can't do this. And, like, Krakoa knows. But Doug just is too pure. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it is one of those things where he just doesn't want to look like a coward when he could have... When he could have done something. I don't I don't know if it's just that. I think it's... I don't think he's so much worried about, like, looking like a no, coward. No, no, not necessarily that. But I mean, like, you know, not doing it when he had that ability to and he wanted to. Yeah. I guess coward is the wrong word. I just mean... Don't you know, call like, him a coward. He's not, he's not a coward, and this proves it. This proves that he's not a coward. But I think, I don't know, it is, you know, again, like, him wanting to do things because he has that ability to, and, like, he he doesn't want it to be, like, he's refusing to do it because, oh, I have other things I need to do. Yeah. Like, he wants to do this. And I, and he doesn't want to look scared either. So right. I think that's more or less yeah. what I was trying to say is, like, despite the fact that he is most likely terrified, he doesn't want to appear that way. I mean... I don't know I how you, I, say, I don't know how you couldn't be. Yeah. And I think the idea that like, you know, Cypher is something more mm-hmm. than like what they're like making him be. And like I think that I feel like that might come through in like the, the next few issues of like what's happening in the Excess Swords event because like 
Doug's place isn't done. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got to learn more. And I feel like I, and he's I think, too important. Yeah, and I think that, like, his communication and, like, the fact that he hid Cypher for so long, like, there has to be, like, something more to the, to that alone. Mm-hmm. Like, to that alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how his story plays out because that is one person that I just was not expecting to to be a part of this giant battle yeah Yeah, like this huge event I was not expecting it at all and I you know I've never really cared for him before not that I like I don't know I don't love or hate him I've just never really read anything with him but I after reading this I was like I love him I don't want anything to happen to him why are you doing this to me Uh, and then lastly, we have Cable issue number five, part eight of 22 of X of Swords. And this is Cable. And this is Cable. This is uh, finishing up the story where Cable put his sword into the space station to try and power it up. And you find out there's some bad shit on the space station. <laughs> there's more to it. And basically magic is like... Dude, you need to get the fuck down here because we got a giant thing happening here. And then he's like, but we also kind of need to just search around the space station. Um, But we have things going on up here too. <laughs> Mom, dad, please. Uh, So basically shit goes awry on the space station. You find out about possibly another enemy. And this builds the foundation for S.W.O.R.D. coming into play. And our next contestant. So at this point, we have six. We're halfway. Yep. So, yep. So Cable, after all of this space station shit, goes home, claims his space as a sword bearer, and is like, yo, Doug. Knight of the X Army. (laughs) Yeah, that's not wrong. Uh, yo, Doug, you also, like, fighting in this? Yeah, I didn't know you did swords. And, and Doug's he says, like, no, I don't. And Gable's like, oh. And it's a, it's a very, I think, a profound, like, a small but profound moment because you realize the extent of, like, where everyone is in terms of their ability to fight and then how our sweet little man Doug is just not... And I think it also just, like, puts everybody, like, they know the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that I don't think he Doug does know. I think that he... I mean, none of them were really given a choice. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, and that's it. That's, that's all it. it. That's all it. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks. Thanks for tuning in for this hour. That hour and a half almost. My gosh, that was a long one. This will only be an hour once I cut time. Yeah, because you got to cut out the pee-pee. I got to cut out the pee-pee. But pee-pee-poo-poo, man. Uh, we'll see you next week, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days we'll get back to Wednesdays, but <laughs> that's and, for us to decide. Yeah, and until then, you know, we love you, and we got something cool coming for you in the next couple weeks. And we'll actually be better about, like, you know, posting and doing mm-hmm. shit like we should be doing. Yes. Um, in the next couple of days, because um, I'm working on that tonight. Okay. So uh, we'll put up a little preview of something, get some opinions, and then you'll know for sure what the surprise is. All right. So we love you. Go buy comics. 
Support your little comic book shops. Take care of each other. Support your friends. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Antibiotics if you need them. Antibacterial. Anti-cop. Anti-everything. Don't go out. Please. Just order your food in. Pick it up. Go home. We love you. We want you to survive. We want to survive, I guess. It's October, but the pandemic is still going and it is getting worse. Especially if you're in Nebraska. Don't be an idiot. Just because Pete Ricketts is okay doesn't mean everyone is. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to our leaders in Nebraska at all. They don't care about you. Listen to us. We care about you. All right. That's it. Sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. I, I love you so much. So much.